Welcome to the Case for Conservation podcast. I'm your host, Andre Mardo. I'm a conservation biologist with a background that spans management, science, and policy aspects of the discipline. That mixed background has pros and cons, but I think it puts me in a good position to communicate information from experts to a much broader audience. I thought a podcast would be the ideal way to do that. I've never gotten into social media very much, but I've always been drawn to the podcast medium. I think it's perfect for unforced, unhurried, and casual long-form conversations in which ideas can be properly explored. I'm recording this introduction to the podcast in January 2022 to give the original intro a bit of a refresh. That's partly to reflect slight changes in my views over the past 16 months of doing the podcast. I decided to start the podcast because of a gap in conservation communication which had been bothering me for a while. Now, the scientific literature is all about challenging conventional wisdom, but every now and again a topic comes up where everyone just seems to assume that the conclusions have already been reached. And any lack of nuance and accuracy in the scientific literature can be greatly magnified in the media. And that's where it reaches the most people with the least background in the topic. An example of this is the way that the media blames many extinctions on climate change. Although climate change is likely to be playing an increasing role, it's very hard to prove the connection in many cases, and yet it's often done without any evidence. This might sound trivial, but conservationists can ruin their credibility by doing this kind of thing. In fact, one can speculate that some of the vast exaggerations of predictions of of doom and gloom in the 1970s and 80s by conservationists might have actually had something to do with the fact that conservation doesn't have uh, as much support as it would like now. So I really think that credibility is of absolutely central uh, importance. And building a good case for conservation means being self-critical to make a more robust case. Another goal of the podcast is to involve its audience. Not necessarily directly, but by trying to make them feel like they're being considered in the conversation. I think conservationists sometimes expect people to accept what they tell them, and then in addition to that, to support what they say and to act on it. But we might have better results if we pay more attention to the accuracy and clarity of our messages rather than on convincing others of what we believe or what we conclude. Nature conservation is essentially about preventing or reversing the destruction or degradation of ecosystems and the loss of biodiversity. But it also has a fundamental human component. In fact, it could be argued that every reason we have for conserving nature is ultimately for our own good. We might conserve for tangible benefits like food or cleaner air or water, or because we enjoy being able to spend time in nature, or simply because conserving makes us feel like we've done the right thing. All of these are essentially benefits to us. Conservation may be focused on charismatic ecosystems like tropical forest or charismatic species like whales, or on specific aspects of nature, especially its biodiversity. In fact, nature conservation is often called biodiversity conservation. We take it absolutely for granted that this planet of ours is so far the only place in the universe that we know of with any trace of life whatsoever. Not only that, but the Earth is teeming with millions of species and countless ecosystems at multiple scales. A downside of humankind's incredible success as a species is that our numbers and our consumption patterns are accelerating the loss of biodiversity, especially in developing regions of the world. 
In my original intro, I referred to this as a mass extinction comparable to the disappearance of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. It's probably more correct and more accurate to say that if we continue to lose species at the current rate, then we are heading towards such a mass extinction. Technically, we haven't reached there yet, so we still have time to slow the tide. Biodiversity loss is one of many global challenges that face society today. And conservation can sometimes contribute towards solving some of the others at the same time as it attempts to save biodiversity, but not always. Often there are trade-offs between conservation and human well-being. I don't think these trade-offs are discussed often enough, but that kind of discussion is needed to make progress in conservation and in human development. In general, I think that having discussions as opposed to just telling people what's right and wrong is a more robust way to build the case for conservation. I also think that an exploratory approach leaves a stronger impression on the listener because it involves them in the process of thinking through the issue. So that's the thinking behind this podcast. Episodes are monthly interviews with interesting people with insights into a specific aspect of conservation and specifically trying to look at some aspect that's been missed and some aspect of conventional wisdom that's not been explored thoroughly enough. The homepage of the website, caseforconservation.com, using the number four, has a short intro paragraph below which are all the episodes with the most recent at the top. Each of them has its own blog page with information about the topic and the guest and also resources related to the discussion. It's all very straightforward and easy to use, so I encourage you to give it a try. On the episode pages, you can listen to the episode directly, and then at the bottom of each page, you can link to your favorite podcast platform if you prefer to listen from there. Please also consider using the comment function at the bottom of each episode page to comment on the episode or the podcast more generally. And that's about it for the intro. I wanted to keep it short, but hopefully that's given you some idea of what I set out to do with this project. I hope you'll be a part of its growing audience, which now spans more than 70 countries. So it's moving along quite nicely. Bye for now.